Hey there, mister. <laughs> Hello there, Mrs. <laughs> so I was just wondering, isn't it a great thing to have a credit score because then you're able to get credit cards and get home loans and it's like this thing that you strive to have a really nice high credit rating and like anyone who wants to lend you money can look you up and see that you're fine. Like, isn't that an awesome thing? Um, uh, well, I guess in some ways it is an awesome thing because you can get as a reasonably responsible consumer in modern America. Um, several... Not that we're American. <laughs> Several tens of thousands of dollars in uh, um, uncollateralized debt, which um, can uh, either be uh, used to good or for ill. Um, but uh, yes, the, today uh, we're talking about um, uh, credit, and because one of the first things I saw you're supposed to do when you begin this journey towards privacy and security in your life is to give yourself a credit freeze. A credit freeze. Now, I've never heard of that until you started talking about it. Well, I've heard of it vaguely in the background and just thought it didn't really apply to me because, well, I'm not that important and who would decide to, you know, take advantage of my credit? Yeah, we're honest Except citizens. Except me. We're honest good We got citizens. nothing to hide. Well, it turns out, actually, that uh, having your credit uh, report unlocked and freely available to inquiry means that lines of credit can be taken out very easily in your name by other people. Uh, this is the the major form of identity theft that happens. And it is can be as simple as taking up a credit card application uh, on this from a mailbox, sending it in, um, and then getting a credit card that you use. Okay, so that, I don't understand quite why that's so easy. Because like, sometimes we apply for credit cards and we're denied and we're us. You know, as not because our credit is bad, but because like we... Well, we have, we have, let's say our geography is complicated. (laughs) Sometimes that uh, runs us, but actually, I don't know if you can do that anymore. There are quite a lot of layers of fraud alert that have been put in place exactly for this reason. But it it still remains the fact that um, uh, having your credit freely available for inquiry by the credit rating agencies remains one of the chief ways in which it is your other people, other people are able to take advantage of your uh, identity to take unsecured loans in your name. Okay, so I don't think I want you to walk me through that process because we're not giving advice here for criminal <laughs> activities. <laughs> but so it's just like that easy that somehow, like how would somebody get your credit report from one of these credit? Well, they don't right? need your credit report. It's just if they have enough information about you, which as we've talked, spoken of before, given the number of data breaches and the number, of, the amount of information that is available in them, right. it would not be impossible for a well-organized person to collate various data breaches and to get a fairly complete picture of you, including your name, your date of birth, your social security number, maybe even the answers to a number of those so-called security questions, uh, which, by the way, you should probably not answer truthfully and keep your false answers in a password manager with everything else. But that is for later. Oh, gosh, I never even thought of that. Okay, so you're saying you don't have to be a criminal mastermind to steal someone's identity in order to get credit taken out in their name. No, you don't have to be a criminal mastermind. This is the number one way in which... Uh, people's identity is stolen, and that's probably not again like a personal crime. Like no, no, you no, jerk. I'm no, no, no. Steal people your... are people are trolling through these databases and just trying people, and they try until they get someone who works. And so basically, the more vulnerable you are, the more difficult it is for somebody to 
uh, the more difficult it is for somebody to do this on you, the less likely it is to happen. Okay, but now why is it a problem for me when I've, like, isn't it more of a problem for, like, the credit card or bank that issues the credits and then obviously the person who's stealing your identity is defaulting on it. So, like, why is it, how does it become our problem rather than the, the lender's problem? Uh, well, ultimately, uh, many, most cases of identity theft do get unraveled, but that can take months or years and a lot of time and a lot of money. Okay. And that and is so it does get pushed back onto you personally, even though it's the lender who's being Well, helped. you get stuck with it until it gets resolved, which can be for a very long time. And then your credit or your ability to take loans to buy a house uh, may be damaged. Some things may just uh, may... I, I'm, I'm, I have not experienced identity theft, but uh, I've been assured by people, those who have, that you really don't want it to happen to you. Right. Okay. So and then I guess the next logical question is, why are... like? Why are there credit agencies? Well, I, I, I did some research before this. Okay, tell us. I may have known uh, that. I may have been setting you up there. <laughs> um, well, as long as people have been giving out loans back into ancient history, uh, if you give a loan to somebody, you want to make, be sure that they are able to repay it. Um, right. And uh, that has been the case throughout history. And when consumers started taking out loans before it was really only... Um, landed people the uh, gentry the gentry uh, kings uh, nation states uh, large commercial enterprises uh, but when consumers began to take out loans en masse uh, this is uh, 18th 19th century britain and then in america of course um people did not want to those who were lending did not want to give out bad loans and i i read that the first modern um credit rating agency was was a really a pact amongst the tailors of Birmingham, <laughs> of course it was <laughs> to create a list of customers who were bad on their debts. Huh. Okay. So if you just you can imagine that if you if you're in a big enough city, you can just go around all the different merchants and say, well, uh, I'll pay you back later, and then your name won't get attached to it. So and the end. So it may, there's a need, right? Because like yeah, the, the whole like financial crisis of 2008 2009 was actually giving credit to people who were demonstrably unable to pay it back and yeah, allowing but that them to... that was a problem in the credit, agency, credit agencies. No, but I'm, I'm saying the need to verify that someone you lend to is going to be able to pay back. Like, that need is not something that you can just, like, righteously wipe away and say, you should just lend to whoever wants to do it of and trust not. them. Right, yeah. So, I mean, so that, that, that yeah, part no, there's it, a need, there, there's it's some, a genuine need. Um, of course, if a bank is going to lend and for you to buy a house, give you a mortgage. Um, they have, if you default, a pretty good uh, way of paying themselves back for their effort, which is they get to rep repossess the house. Um, but if they are going to give you a loan with nothing as collateral, where they can't repossess anything, right. uh, the stakes um, are much higher for them. And that is where the modern credit rating agencies have their birth. And they really begin with the credit card boom starting in the 50s So it's much more 60s. about credit cards than home loans. Credit cards. That's a different kind of uh, rating. Of course, anytime you do apply for a loan, um, including with your bank, um, this is not a private act. You are consenting to the sharing of your information to these agencies who uh, collate it into to make a, a portfolio about you and your worthiness as a uh, 
uh, as the receiver of a loan. So you, I'm sure I never noticed that when I got a credit card, I was agreeing to be investigated, essentially. You are agreeing. When you apply for a credit card or when you apply for any loan, there are different ways that a poll is made upon your credit rating from one or all of these various agencies in order to make sure that you are, you will be or stand to be good for your debts. Okay, so how many such agencies are there, let's say, just in the U.S., which we're using as an example because it's a big country? There are three main credit rating agencies in the, in the U.S. There's uh, TransUnion, uh, there's uh, Experian, and there's Equifax. Everybody, Ooh, Equifax. Everybody remembers Equifax because they had a huge... Data breach! Data breach. Ding, ding, ding. We should have like sound effects at some uh, point. Which included um, uh, much information, which was subsequently used for... Um, um, nefarious purposes. Nefarious purposes. So are, are, is that it? Like, is there like a, a legal or political limit on the number of credit agencies there well, can be? Well, as you be? can imagine, the, the, the goal of the credit agency is to get as much information about you as they can, at least financial information about you. And so right. um, that has been going on for as long as people have been able to collect information. They want to know as much about people who are getting money lent to them as possible so that they can be assured that they're going to get their money back. So before Google and before Stalin's USSR, we had credit agencies. Yeah, they were back in the, <laughs> back in the time when they're just punch cards, you know, that people are uh, amassing dossiers on anybody they could. Okay, but but still, is there like a limited number of credit agencies in the U.S. or could anyone in principle start up a credit rating agency? I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's heavily regulated now, and it'd be very difficult to get into the business. Although there are other ratings agencies that um, serve similar purposes. I don't know if any of you are members of Airbnb. Um, Airbnb has a customer ratings. Uh, um, uh, algorithm that works something like a, a rating agency and they do have to identify your real person and they um, in some cases might um. collate it with various databases of such a, a kind in order to assure that you will be a good guest and you won't mess up the house and you'll be good for the debt. Okay, so it seems to me everything you've said so far doesn't sound that sinister <laughs> because there's a need for assessing whether someone's good for their loan. And, you know, I like Airbnb. We stayed there lots of times. And you want to make sure that the host is not like a serial killer and that the guest is not going to trash your room and fill it up with cereal and milk like the Who apparently did when they would tour. So where's the problem? Uh, well... And they're responsible mostly. I mean, if identity theft is bad, but in the end, they're you know, it's it's their credit. So, and they're, It's not they're their credit. They're, they are they're, simply information agencies. They, no, they no. just gather information. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, it seems like the, the set of needs and the set of services offered to meet those needs does not as such seem sinister yet. So I feel like we're about to take a turn. <laughs> if, well, if, if, if we're living in a world where you're giving out unsecured debt, there has to be somebody. And you're living in a, uh, a country that is large and anonymous, where those right. who are giving loans don't know those who are getting them. You've got to have somebody. Something has to fill in the something place of personal trust. Personal trust. Right. And so okay. these credit agencies basically function in that way. Okay. And the issue since the dawn of the internet is simply the amount of information that these agencies have about you. And they have a tremendous amount of information and there's really nothing you can do uh, about the quantity of it because every time you uh, enter into the official financial system, that information uh, is becoming in a certain way public. So is it like a parallel processor to how Google collects all the information it can about you? Like credit agencies are always trying to. Collect. Well, anytime there's a loan, anytime there's loans given and loans repaid, that that 
kind of transaction is entered into these credit rating agencies. And does that include like everything you ever spend on on every credit card you ever have? Not probably not the line items, but the amount certainly and the amount that you mm. repay certainly yes. Okay. So That's how they make your score. The more you repay what you the loans that you've taken out, the greater your credit score. Okay. So we are not consciously opting into giving them all this information no. and we are not paying them for it no so how are they making their money <laughs> follow the money that's going to be a principle yeah well they are they're making their money uh by being paid by the banks in order to give them this service of rating somebody's credit okay so the banks pay them uh, a service fee for this information Right. And the amount of, you're saying the amount of information is growing exponentially because of the Internet's very shoddy security and privacy. Yes, um, it is quite interesting. I just learned that China's recent foray into a uh, social social credit, credit system system <laughs> stems from a very similar credit rating system that was actually a bank that gave out unsecured loans, just like a credit card company, to which 400 million Chinese um, had subscribed. So it, it was actually a testing ground for the social credit system. Oh my gosh, it's so twisted. And okay, so we see that these institutions have access to very large amounts of potentially sensitive, sensitive information about everybody. And one of the uh, bones that they throw to the public uh, in order to um, uh, satisfy it is to say, oh, well, you can get a free credit report once a year from us. Right. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard those ads on, like, uh, financial podcasts or economics yeah, because podcasts. they want to make you think that they're doing you a service. Right, for free, and they're your friend. Right, and um, actually, I believe that they are legislated that they must do this. Hmm. And it is also, uh, one other thing that is legislated, is that they must allow you to prevent them from sharing your information with other people. With anyone. With anyone. Including banks and including credit banks. cards. And that is what is called a credit freeze. Oh, so we've come full circle now. So you were trying to get a credit freeze because that's one of the first yeah, things. Yeah, one of the first things. It's like, listen, tier one, get a credit freeze from the three major ones, from TransUnion, from um, Equifax, and from um, um, the other one. The other one, right. Yeah, Experian. Experian. Okay, and so the idea is that you have the right legally to tell them that they can no longer disclose anything about you. You anyone. cannot disclose your credit rating to anybody. So this else. is like this is a classic example of how privacy has shifted in the internet era from instead of you assuming privacy right. and opting into the sharing, right. now it's you you are just thrown into universal sharing and you have to opt out and work toward privacy. Exactly. That is what's going on here. Okay. That and makes in this particular case, um, it's of increased importance because it has to do with somebody taking out money in your name and in your social security in your social security number in the in your identity right and presumably it's just anybody finding out what they want about your financial situation so could like someone just out of curiosity like someone was trying to think if it was worth it to sue you could they like look up your credit rating and get a sense of your assets i don't really know what they could get from the credit rating it would they would probably have to have a lot more information than simply what's what would be queried but if okay. they got into the databases like they did with equifax right. that would be very bad for a lot of people right okay so you are trying to work on credit right and so i said i'm going to be responsible i'm going to take care of my personal um privacy and security, I'm going to freeze my credit. 
Right. And well, so, freeze freeze your credit report. Freeze my credit. Well, freeze my your credit, credit report. rating. Right. right. Yeah. So I go to uh, the first one on the list that I saw was TransUnion. So I go to TransUnion.com mm. and I create an account. And it has Which all... Which is already like kind of sketchy because now you have yet another account. Well, I see, really, it's, it's the right URL. I check it. I mm-hmm. check it with the right site. It lo- looks to be the legitimate agency. So mm-hmm. I sign in. I create an account. And, and it goes through and you have to put your information. And since it is a credit rating agency, I did give them my true information and it is appropriate for them to ask it. Right. And so I created a, a username, a very complicated username that was not my email address. Good. Um, a PIN number. I even put in some false information nice. for the security questions. Mm. Uh, a PIN number, all this sort of date of birth and my real social, social security number, etc. Mm. And then it came and it wanted a credit card number. And I thought, this is a little curious. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, and, um, but, but, you know, I thought, it's a credit, it's a credit agency. agency. Right. <laughs> uh, and um, I, okay, so I just put it in. And you and probably it, thought it was like a way of proving that you were really you because, yeah. you know, you're tying yourself to some credit product that you... Right. So I entered in and then, voila, my account is uh, approved uh, and uh, I'm entered and I've been charged $25 (laughs) in order to have a credit warning and a credit lock option. Credit lock. But you were looking for a credit freeze. So what's going on here? Uh, Yes, exactly. What is going on here? So I I was like, I've just been fished by (laughs) TransUnion. (laughs) And you're creating an account. <laughs> and paying for a free service. And, and then it's, so I go through the options. I said, I don't want the lock and the warning. I want the freeze, which I can get for free because I read that and it's on the, the internet. And it's the exact same thing. Basically. It's not the exact same thing. Okay. What's the difference? Well, that I discovered. Okay. Uh, so I, I realized I didn't, get, I didn't get the freeze. Okay. So first of all, I just want to point out that you were someone who's like gung-ho into this like you've been studying up you knew exactly what you wanted i went to the site transunion.com yep you were you knew what you were doing and yet it still managed to fool you it was so well crafted so clearly it's intended to fool people yes because they don't like people to do this because they get money when people are when your credit is inquired right and so if you don't want to inquire, they at least want to extract some cash out of you for the, the loss yeah, of Yeah, and they want to think that you need to pay them in order to... And to pay them every to year. To pay them every year in yeah. order to, for them to generously protect your credit rating. What a friggin' scam. Okay, yeah. so... So I, then I said, wah! <laughs> and so I searched the internet again for credit freeze and realized I had not done a credit, credit freeze. I had mistaken freeze and lock. Right. And lock is something you pay them to do, and freeze is something... I'm sure they are mandated by regulation to give to you for free. Right. Can you tell what the difference is otherwise between the two? I don't know the difference. It's obviously, it's a distinction without a difference. Yes. It's negligible. Obviously, okay. one of them they want to charge you for uh, and make it easy to do, and the other one they have to give you for free, and they don't want you to find it. Right. So I go to I went on the internet. I searched, you have to go to transunion.com slash freeze. <laughs> and if you do that, it takes you to... The freeze page. So I go back there and I put in the login information mm-hmm. that I had just because I created mm-hmm. an account. Right, them. right, right. And bad credentials. What? Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. And so I said, oh, is this like a different account? Mm-hmm. And so I went ahead and created a new account. <laughs> 
As you can imagine, their computer kind of freaked out. Uh-huh. Because some guy with the same information right. just created two different accounts. Right. Um, and then at the end of it, it said, fraud alert, um, we cannot <laughs> continue with this. When the whole so, purpose of this was so to now I'm not, now I'm out twenty five dollars for a product I don't want, and I've just made a fraud alert on my credit <laughs> report, which I'm trying to freeze. <laughs> okay, so then what did you do? So then, uh, well, I slept because by that time I had other things to do, um, and then this morning I woke up. I said I'm going to. I said I am going to. Is this un- why you woke up at three seventeen a.m. today? No, that's not why. Oh, okay. That was a different reason. But I right. said I'm gonna. Uh, disentangle myself from now I, my two accounts at TransUnion and try to get it down to one. And uh, again, I tried to log in and I couldn't. I could log into my my twenty five dollars Supreme Premium account, right? No problem, but I could not get into the other one. So, so in the end, I ended up calling one of the numbers, and it it put me through the um, the choose your own adventure. <laughs> Um, many times and kept asking for the wrong thing and they ended up, um, yeah, anyway, I must have called about five different 800 numbers that all, all were TransUnion oh, and they all went to the wrong place. And, and they all, they just don't want you to, to find this. Right? No. And they all wanted to know if I wanted to freeze my credit or if I wanted to lift my freeze or if they wanted to talk about, a, um, um, a breach or et cetera, et cetera. They would not help me. And finally, I found a number somewhere, I don't even remember where, that worked. Okay, and good. It, and then I was finally put in touch with a very nice man in India. <laughs> My man in India. My man in India, right. who um, t- spent at least a half an hour on the phone with me. First of all, <laughs> reversing the charges that uh, were given to me yesterday for this product, which I didn't even mean to buy and didn't need. Right. Uh, deleting that account completely. Okay. Good. And then finishing the verification for the second count that I had created. Right. And putting a freeze on that account. So you finally got the freeze. Not I the finally lock. got the freeze. Right. And I wonder how much it cost them to pay for the customer service agent who had to walk you through all that. Yeah. And all those nice computers that talked to me, too. And all those nice computers. Right. Right. Yeah. So that is the end of a very just, boring saga. Well, but just, I mean, even the fact that it was so hard to find the right number to call, like it's so clear that they, they legally have to offer this to you, but they don't really want you to know what it is and they don't want you to take the free option. They're, they're trying to railroad even someone that's on top of things as you into a paying option, which is unnecessary. Yes. That was a very frustrating process. And I realize uh, now for any future credit freezes, uh, one must... Be very careful to go and uh, consult the forums or uh, search for credit freeze and go to that website and create account, an account there and not anything else. Right. And so then you do this and that prevents anyone else from accessing your credit history score or whatever. Including credit, any, any new credit cards. And in fact... So what happens when you need a new credit card or you want to apply for a loan that requires that's a That's perfectly fine. You can go into your account and you can... Unlock, you can unfreeze it for a specified amount of time, for an hour, for a day, or I don't know exactly. I and this it. clearly is what should just be normal. Yes, it should be completely normal. Everybody's right. credit should be locked all the time. But, of course, you wouldn't get any credit card offers if people didn't have access to your credit. Oh, that's why you get the offers? Yeah. 
you get offers because they're scanning through and see who has good see who's has good credit and they say right. they they're good for their money we can offer them a credit card right and i suppose if everybody froze their credit accounts then the businesses wouldn't i mean their their model would not work anymore because they wouldn't be making any money off of you no they wouldn't right which suggests that there maybe need to be other ways to solve the trust problem well, I, it's a bumbling thing, and it, uh, it's a pain, but one can actually do it. So I, I put in place the freeze, and then I also put in place a fraud alert, mm-hmm. which I had heard advised that you do, which... Not the a, one that you generated yourself by trying to create a no. second account? <laughs> it's simply another layer of protection. Okay. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So all of you out there... Um, one of the first things you should do to protect your identity, uh, to protect your privacy and your security, is to initiate a credit freeze. On, not a lock. Uh, not a, a lock. Get a freeze. Right. It will be free. If you're asked for credit card information, it's the wrong place. Right. Make sure you're at the right website because you're going to be giving real information. Right. And you want to do all three of these. So and you want to do TransUnion, TransUnion Experian, and Experian, Equifax. Equifax. Right. right. Be super careful. And make sure, you, yes, <laughs> make sure you... Uh, make sure you keep the information um, that you use to log in. You put it in a password manager. Manager. Then anytime you need to apply for new credit, a new credit card, or a home loan, of course, uh, anything, you will need to call up um, um, one or all of them in order to momentarily free. You can call them up or go online and momentarily unfreeze your account so that it can be queried. All right. That sounds like a good plan. It's a very boring plan. <laughs> well, I think a lot of this. That's why we're trying to give a little witty repartee as we talk about this. But uh, it's urgent and important. All right. All right. Go disentangle yourself from the credit agencies.